You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Monday, April 10th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about varying weather conditions that are causing new and troubling tornado patterns. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. The U.S. is experiencing devastation from a flurry of tornadoes. At least five people died Wednesday when a tornado tore through southeastern Missouri. It followed six in New Jersey and one in Delaware that killed a person and became the state's widest on record. Batches of tornadoes also recently killed more than 30 people in the South and Midwest. And January saw 168 preliminary tornado reports, nearly five times that month's average between 1990 and 2010. It's been a busy and deadly start to tornado season, and the twisters have hit regions typically spared. We know that a warming climate is creating moisture and instability in the air, two factors that spur the formation of tornadoes. But experts caution that it's too soon to link one major event or even season to climate change. What they are seeing is changes in when and where the tornadoes strike, which could expose more people to danger. We are still very unsure of what the future holds, says Jenna Hauser, a professor of meteorology at Ohio State University. Meteorologists can look at increased humidity and warming, along with changes in the jet stream, and see how they may affect the storms that cause tornadoes. But Hauser says we really can't pinpoint what we expect to see in terms of when and where tornadoes are going to occur. Most tornadoes spring from uncommon supercell thunderstorms. To form, tornadoes need moist, warm air near the ground, but they also need a strong vertical wind shear, which is caused by wind changing direction and speed between the ground and higher elevations. Air begins to spin horizontally in a cylinder-like shape. As that is lifted and gains speed, it narrows and forms the menacing funnel we recognize as a tornado. To understand how tornado patterns might change, meteorologists are looking at trends in their parent supercell storms. More heat in the atmosphere leads to more moisture and more instability. But wind shear, the other component of a tornado, may actually decrease over time with climate change. The jet stream could weaken as temperature differences between Arctic and mid-latitude air lessen, which affects wind shear. The end result of those changes mingling in the atmosphere isn't clear. We are in the experiment, says Walker Ashley, a professor of meteorology at Northern Illinois University who wrote a recent paper on changing tornado patterns. When we look at the fundamental ingredients that go into creating the severe storm, we are having changes. It's a question of how much and to what scale. It's likely supercell storms will hit the U.S. more often in the late winter and early spring and become less frequent in the late summer and fall, experts say. And tornado territory is shifting too. Tornado Alley, a swath of land encompassing parts of Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Kansas, South Dakota, Iowa, and Nebraska, has long been the twister hotbed. But drought conditions are leading to fewer storms, says Robert Trapp, professor and head of the Department of Atmospheric Science at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Still, as storms are suppressed in the Great Plains, they're becoming more common to the east. That's because the U.S. southeast has long had wind shear, Ashley says. And as climate change adds more moisture and instability to the environment, it brings the additives that form tornadoes. It's harder to make a connection between climate change and tornadoes than it is for other disastrous weather, like heat waves or hurricanes. 
By comparison, tornadoes are small-scale events in both size and duration. The U.S. National Weather Service only began keeping records of tornadoes in 1950, and many have gone unobserved in unpopulated areas. Data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration shows that the number of days with tornadoes each year has dropped over time, but there's more tornado activity on the days when they do occur. The records also show tornadoes are capricious. Some years they kill 10 to 20 people across the U.S., others they take more than 100 lives. But overall, the number of deaths per million people has fallen over time. Still, their power to destroy may grow for a simple reason. There are more people in their paths. The U.S. population has more than doubled since 1950. The southeast, where tornado activity could increase, has been a hot spot for real estate development. Ashley calls this the bullseye effect. Whether or not tornadoes increase in frequency and intensity, they'll be more likely to run into people as communities expand. And more tornadoes in the off-season and in new places could lead to more devastation. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, mandatory face recognition tools have repeatedly failed to identify people with darker skin tones. One Dutch student is fighting to end their use. Checking in on Wired Science, with new satellites and programs, NASA is tracking air quality from all angles for the health of people and the planet. And on Wired Security, learn about the open-source VPN outmaneuvering Russian censorship. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com.